For Filthy Casuals, by Filthy Casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 108, recorded Sunday, January 7th, 2016. I'm your host David Holloway and with me is the man who holidays abroad during summer just because he can. How are you, Simon? I'm good and I also know the difference between 7 and 17 because I'm that good. <laughs> you, you, you said the recording date was January 7th. Did I? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, definitely I've, the 17th. I've, I've gone deaf. I don't know. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm hunky-dokey. How, how, uh, how, you've already said how you are, haven't you? Yeah, look, uh, I, I, I never thought I would be excited after a month's break. I thought it'd be, you know, I'd be keen, but I'm actually excited to be back and I'm being sincere. I, I call bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that voice, of course... Is also the man who toiled throughout the whole season so the rest of us may live. How are you, Ben? I'm assuming you worked over Christmas. I actually don't know that. Uh, I, I toiled a very, very minimal. My my Christmas consisted of uh, couch, Netflix, sleep. Couch, Netflix, nice. sleep. Couch, Netflix, sleep. Couch, Netflix, sleep. And, yeah, that was pretty much it. it so, great. Simon, you probably worked harder. Because you had to deal with, like, family and things, didn't you? I had to, I had to feign affection and interest yeah. in family members, and that's uh-huh. a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, you poor bastard. I, I really do feel sorry for you. Mm. But you did have some respite, and we'll talk about that later. In the, I, I believe you got to the movies at least once, so we'll talk about that later. Uh, uh, Simon, uh, the email says 17th. The 17th is what's in front of me here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying <laughs> I said 7th, though, aren't you? Yeah. I may have misheard you. Because oh. the email was sent on January the 7th, maybe. <laughs> ah, that could be it. I'm going to go back and listen to the recording now, but I'll have to wait. Oh, we can always start again. No, we won't. No, definitely no. not. Uh, we don't want to piss off our listeners. Speaking of which, before we start, um, huge thanks, shout out to Jay Connell who um, kindly let us know, and, and I've confirmed with a couple of other people since, that the last couple of podcasts at least have been a little bit soft. So hopefully when you hear this, it's a, a, a better volume because I'll be doing some further tweaking. So, But please let us know via Twitter or email or whatever if it's still a bit soft, but apologies for that. So Flashpoint's back. Flash back harder in 20-whatever-the-hell-the-year-is. 16, yeah. In that one. Yeah, because we'll be doing, what, all of 12 episodes if we keep up our monthly schedule. So we'll be up to what? We'll be up to all of 119 by the end of the year. Magnificent. I keep hoping it's 2017, actually, because that's when a lot of games and good movies seem to be pushed back to. Yeah, true. Games probably so far, but, yeah, no, 2016 is looking very, very good so far. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the year. I'm excited. All right, well, let's talk about what we're playing then, game-wise. So, Simon, I see your list there. Read them out. There's quite a list there. Well, it's not as... Uh, a lot of that's been pretty pretty minimalist, it's fair to say, because I just haven't had access to my usual library of devices. Yeah. Which is breaking. Luckily, I do have a decent laptop, so I managed to play a bit of GTA Five online and just generally muck around in the most disgraceful ways possible. Um, a bit of uh, Until Dawn, which I got as a Christmas present, but couldn't play until like a week ago because no PS4 in New Zealand. Uh, AC Syndicate, which I bought for myself um, uh, online on Christmas Day. 
I thought, hey, I might as well get something I really want. <laughs> and uh, that was good. That's good. I got had the little statue down to sixty eight bucks for the uh, oh, well done Charing Cross edition. So I've got another one of my little statues that I didn't pay full retail for. That's I want the little statues, but I don't want to pay full retail. That's the way it works. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, what was the other thing I've got listed here? Because I just temporarily lost control of these. Reality sp- bites my ass. Yes, reality bites my ass. The game of life. It's not actually a game because. Life's not a game. Oh, that sounds Don't serious. Do drugs, kids. <laughs> Just drink heavily. Seems to be the yeah. best way to get through the damn thing. That that yeah, drinking heavy is the uh, relaxed cheat code for life. It is. It's the it's the Konami code. Also, screw Konami up the backside for yeah. a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, it's yeah. become your Ubisoft, hasn't it? Oh, Konami. Oh, I, I want to murder them. Right, Ubisoft is a games company. Konami is a, is an assorted bucket of sea bombs. Yeah, actually, that's something we should discuss as well. Is, is Konami and uh, the uh, video game awards? Because I thought was I think that was after our last podcast, wasn't it? All right, yeah. we'll add it to the list. Mm, yeah, Ben, tell us what you've been playing then. All right, well, uh, let's see. I started off with uh, some Telltale's Game of Thrones. Uh, If you love Game of Thrones, you will love this. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, The whole season's available. You can buy it on disc at your local retailer, but you can also get it online. And I think I mentioned this before the holidays, uh, all the Telltale bundles. You can get uh, Game of Thrones, Borderlands, the two seasons of Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us, usually on special for about 50 bucks if you hang out, look for the specials, get it that way. You get five games instead of paying $40 for one of them. Mm. Uh, game of Thrones, yeah, great game, recommend it uh, if you love Game of Thrones. My only issue is like very much like Game of Thrones, they make it very hard for you and there's many times where I sat there swearing at my TV going, why, why, and breaking down. Uh, other games I played, Halo 5, uh, finally finished the story. Until dawn, I went back to get more trophies and finish it off properly. Still need one more playthrough to get that platinum trophy. And Star Wars Force Unleashed. Oh, just after Christmas, I bought the uh, full Star Wars pack off Steam for, I think it was like 18 bucks, 15 bucks. It was every Star Wars PC game ever released, I think, um, excluding Star Wars The Old Republic. So pretty good deal if you can get it mm. uh and of course i've been hitting destiny and come back to it just this last week or so and uh hit it pretty hard cool mm. uh and then i've just been up to and i noticed neither of you two listed fallout 4 you dumped it like a hot potato i still haven't bought it oh sorry you have no but simon you you won't have had time to play it no, no, I haven't. Though I, I did dip back in briefly, so I could wander back to the uh, to the that Patriot Museum and get dog meat off the roof because he was still waiting there for me. Oh, so yeah. he, he's back at Sanctuary Hills now, so I, I was happy about that. <laughs> cool. Yeah, perhaps I'll buy it after I come back from the US, as I will be visiting Boston. There you go. Mm. Yeah. So you're playing Fallout Four, about level only still about level nineteen, but um, enjoying it a lot. Uh, StarCraft 2, just because it's the easy one I always play, haven't actually downloaded the latest expansion, still faffing around with multiplayer and the old campaigns. Star Wars Battlefront, 
twice I've played it, but we'll talk more about that. Destiny, I've just the last week started playing a lot more of that again. Um, watched one of my family play Snoopy's Grand Adventure just this afternoon. It's not too shabby as a platformer. Um, and getting some good are coming back. Yeah, getting good reviews, and I can see why. A lot of fun. And also been watching them play Splatoon, which I know, Simon, you played quite a bit of, and it's they've added some new maps, and it's still going from strength to strength, as far as I can see. Yeah, it's still a good game, and it's still a remarkable value proposition when you consider a lot of the other offerings out there. Yeah, no, highly recommended. So that's my game. So let's just jump now straight into talking about our agenda items, and I had Fallout 4 there first, but we probably sort of covered that in that, Simon, you haven't had time, Ben, you haven't played it as yet. All I'll say is still not a lot of glitches, still enjoying it, Uh, finding that depending on where I go, I'm just really crap at the combat still to some extent. I'm just so spoiled by destiny that I find... The combat in this so much clunkier and, and it basically requires you to aim better and do the stuff you ought to be doing, whereas Destiny's very forgiving on that stuff. Mm. And so I, I struggle with that a bit, but otherwise having a ball with it. Um, and I, I get the impression people are still liking it. Getting a bit of, still a bit of criticism around from the longer-term players that it's really just a DLC for Fallout 3. I can't comment on that, being my first Fallout game. But, yeah, having a ball. I think it's a grotesque simplification to say that. I mean, there are similarities between Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 in much the same way that there were similarities between Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 4. But if you enjoyed the, that style of gameplay, you know, yeah, if it, you don't fix, fix it, why, why would they change it radically? That's Just, right. It, and that, that's the whole point of Fallout is it's supposed to have that same formula. It's, it's, again, like Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4, or Assassin's Creed. That's a perfect example. Yearly release, it's virtually identical game, just a different time period every year. Yeah. So. Well, back to ancient Egypt, and uh, not until 2017, so there won't be an AC release this year. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. The only thing that constantly annoys me, and I think we mentioned this last episode, is the Pip-Boy interface on the screen is a pain in the ass. I'm so sick of, you know, going between inventory and map and quest, and it's just shit. But I can't see how they're going to fix that easily, but hopefully they will. Just stick it on your tablet. Yeah, I, ju- I just I don't like the switching between devices either. But you're right; I have it on my my phone and that. But I've just not used it. I don't find it. I suppose if you're in one tab and the other, I, I might try that. I give it. A, yeah, it is more awkward uh, on your phone, especially if the mm. phone has to be encased in a large, expensive piece of novelty plastic. Yeah, uh, it looks cool, but uh, not ideal. Uh, but I've. I've heard people have uh, put it on, like, tablets, like your iPad or yeah. Galaxy tablet, whatever, put it on there and then just had the tablet sitting up in front of them while they're playing it so they can do it, have the charger plugged in, obviously, because it'll drain your battery the whole time as well. Yeah, and I could see, for if you're playing it on PC, that'd be the way to go because I'm sitting on mm. the lounge on a console. I just don't, yeah, but I, I might have to give that a go. But, yep, still highly recommended if you haven't bought it and played it. Hmm. Which leads probably to the next bit, which is Game of the Year discussion. So we, we did talk about, I think it was after the show, about how we're going to have a Game of the Year discussion. I, I did put a call out on Twitter, and thanks to those that responded. But I thought, we'll get you guys' thoughts on what you think the Game of the Year in 2015 was, and then I'll throw in some of the suggestions from our listeners, and mm. we'll make a totally semi-informed call. So... Um, I'll start with you, Ben. What, what, what's your take on the game of the year? 
Um, yeah, game of the year. I always look for something different about the games that have come out in the year just to try and make my informed decision. Um, I think it was last episode I said last year was my, my game of the year was uh, Dragon Age um, Inquisition. Um, and that was just because it seemed like the biggest console game we really had at that time. Um, just the worlds to explore and things like that, and the graphics were gorgeous. And that, that game, you know, rightfully so deserved it. It was pretty much just beat out Shadows of Mordor. This year, just gone. I'm I'm actually really leaning towards Until Dawn. It's just such a different game, and it nails the horror movie genre in a video game form perfectly. Um, the graphics in it are brilliant. The actors are brilliant. Um, I really enjoy, I really just enjoy it. It was something very different and out of my comfort zone for a type of game I like to play. Um, especially I've talked about Destiny so much before on the podcast and how much I play that. It was such a, something that just really um, was something very different and I really liked it. Uh, other games that I think over the year have been really good, Arkham Knight by Batman, uh, the Batman Arkham Knight game was really good. Um, if it just didn't have the t- repetitive tank combat towards the end of the game, that game would have probably been the perfect Batman game. And the other game I'd recommend, which I would love to get some more time with, is uh, Witcher 3, which I'm hearing is winning a lot of the Game of the Year awards all around the other place. Okay. Yeah, no, good mm. roundup. Like it. Yeah. Uh, and interestingly, none of them, I'm just trying to think, none of them were mentioned... So I'll throw out to the wonderful Chris, who used to co-host. She mentioned the is it Talos or Talos Principle was yeah. her were her um, was her call, um, and Pale uh, mentioned Dreamfall Chapters, adventure gaming at its best. I haven't honest oh. heard of I oh, Talos Principle. I'd heard of, but neither of those. So we, we've got. Can't a, say I've heard of either of them. No, see, we've got a nice range there. Simon, what's your take? I have heard of the Talos Principle um, and have, have played similar sorts of games to it before. I haven't really finished, I've barely started it, but uh, it's a, an intriguing puzzle game. It's a little bit sort of a cross between, in my estimation, a cross between Portal and Mist. Okay. In, that's, that's the vibe I get from it anyway. I could be wildly wrong. Um, if I had to pick a game, and I'm taking a holistic approach here, not only to do with the quality of the game, but the quality of the DLC and the quality of the studio attitude. And for that reason... Like Konami. I would, I would oh, go, it's got to be Metal Gear, surely. I would, I would go with uh, Witcher 3. Okay. Uh, excellent. So you two are in yeah, agreement there? Hmm. Pretty much. Uh, I, I would... From what I've seen of Until Dawn, I'm very much enjoying that. I had my mother staying with me um, last week, so uh, we only managed to get a little bit into that before it started to freak her out a bit. And <laughs> uh, but it was obviously doing its job. Uh, but yeah. I, I really enjoy the innovation. Mm. I also really enjoyed the... Even though I completely got it wrong first time I played it, I enjoyed um, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. I thought that was also that was that was a, a sort of game we don't. Granted, it's a walking simulator, but it's not not like Dear Esther or another piece of wank like that. It's actually it actually moved me, and it's nice to have a game that gives you a 
an emotional reaction mm. that doesn't involve a jump scare. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, but, but Witcher 3, I think that was, that was the, the top one. But there's, there's plenty of other games. Uh, uh, there's I, so uh, many good ones this year, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a real bumper crop, 2015. Mm. And thankfully, so many of them have been pushed into the quarter one, quarter two of this year as well. There's been so many good ones. Yes. Mm. Um, well, I'm going to throw one in and say my game of the year is Star Wars Battlefront. Actually, no, it's a joke. I, I base my pick on playing time. So I obviously regular listeners and I don't play as much games as I'd like to but uh, on pure hours it would be Destiny on enjoyment it would be Destiny uh, with uh, Fallout for a very very close second Um, and for breadth of world and engagement I'd probably give it to Fallout 4 so I'd probably have to say Destiny and I know uh, Jay Connell mentioned that was his pick as well so it's still got some problems, and I know we're in a big lull with Destiny again, but that's a 2016 issue. But I think the Taken King That's Future Bunchy's yeah. problem, you know. They can worry about it later. That's right. But, I, yeah, Taken what? King was great. It was really the expansion the game needed um, to move forward. So, you know, it's very deserving of any nominations it gets this year. They improved it dramatically, and, mm. and I, I'm, I'll keep supporting the franchise. I know, I know I'm getting fleeced. Uh, but it, they're not going to be doing big releases. It's all going to be more incremental stuff. So they're, they're taking the the, uh, the slow tour approach in uh, in that, which isn't a bad thing. It's it's become a platform rather than a game. And yeah. I don't think I have an issue with that because if it had just been released as one big game when it was going to be released, we wouldn't be talking about it still. The fact that it's an ongoing proposition means that. Yeah. We're still talking about it. We're still playing it. So you mean if they'd released it like they'd originally intended, assuming the quality was all right, it, it would have still faded? Or you mean had they released it and it was a dog's breakfast? Well, if, if they'd released it in one go, whether it was a good game or a bad game, chances are we wouldn't be talking about it so much. No. The, the, yeah, the expansion contents just help continue the life of it. Yeah. You come back each expansion. Yeah. So it's been working. Well, I'm sorry, DLC and then expansion because Taken King was a proper expansion. Um, yeah, it's something, and that and that's the problem they're facing at the moment. Is there is that content gap? Majority of people have completed all the hard challenges and things like that. I'm oh, sorry. Majority of the people that play it regularly um, have completed the hard mode challenges. You look at the PlayStation trophy; still only 16% of people have completed a raid at all, let alone yeah. the Taken King raid, which is the current one. Um, so it's it's one of those things. It's just gonna. It needs that little bit of extra content to keep its life alive. If it doesn't get that content, people are going to chew through it and move on to something else. They've got to do raid matchmaking. Mm. And they're they're made by. Um, oh, sorry, they're published by Activision. Activision will be telling them, "Hey, these are our releases, current planned releases. Try to release around those windows so that we can." get people playing all Activision games all year round. Uh, that's why they didn't do a content release in December. People were playing Black Ops. Yeah. Simple as that. Um, they'll probably do something maybe end of February, but I think there's something else come. Oh, the Division comes out in March, so do they want to compete with the Division? Who knows? Yeah. Um, Alright, well I don't think we can make a call. You two guys are saying Witcher 3, and then our listeners... Uh, you know, had a whole bunch of stuff, and I've said Destiny, and Jay said Destiny. I, I'd say we have to—I don't know—do we have a hung jury? Based on presenters, definitely Witcher Three, and then listeners—it's all over the place. 
Yeah, well, that's that's a good year then. If there's that many good games, that's yeah. Right. Well, we could have another poll. We do have that an additional copy of um, Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> I'm the giveaway. <laughs> That's right. Come on, you bastards! We've got a competition. We want to, and Simon slogged through packs for this. Well, actually, let's 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 post a poll on the uh, Oceanic Gamer Twitter page that um, pick out of four of the games that we've mentioned for Game of the Year. You guys vote. Uh, whoever votes, in, you get an entry in for it. I'm just going to have a look. I'm making sure I'm not demented here, but I'm pretty sure. Oh no, I hadn't done a. a yeah, I did do a poll. There's an article on on the Oceanic on Oceanic Gamer asking for you to post a comment. Mm. Oh, and we had a Fallout Four vote on the page from Gail. Hi, Gail. So um, yeah, please do. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes if you could post your comments, and we'll come up with a winner. And a random a random commenter on the website will win the copy of Sunset Overdrive. What do you reckon, Simon? Uh, that, that's fine. I actually went out and bought a copy of it. So I've got the, the one that I was playing and the, uh, the one we were going to give away. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, jump in. But I will link that in the show notes. Otherwise, go to oceanicgamer.com and it will be on the front page there. Uh, all right, you two are rabid to talk about Konami. Let's do it. And these VGAs, I assume, is not the money, is Video Game Awards? That would be correct. Right. Well, they, they've actually ch- sorry. It used to be called the um, used to be called Video Games Awards or VGX a few years ago, and then that was when it was telecast on Spike TV. Uh, Spike TV kind of bombed it. There was the controversy with the actor whose name I can't remember from Community who oh, hosted it. Alan Rickman. Soap. Um, no, no, no. He was Hans Gruber. Um, what was his name? Uh, uh, David Bowie. No, no, the receding hairline. What are you... You are today. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Dan Haggerty. It's Dan Haggerty. Who the hell's Dan Haggerty? He's Grizzly Adams. He's the other guy that died this week. Uh, yeah. Next oh. you're going to be mentioning Lemmy and Scott Wayland. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly can't remember his name. Anyway, a couple of, that was a couple of years ago. It was absolute drivel, bombed the hosting uh, privileges and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Jeff Keeley came along. He basically took over the whole uh, Game Awards. It's now just called The Game Awards. Uh, in 2015, uh, Konami, in God knows what wisdom, uh, they basically blocked uh, Kojima from attending. The lawyer said, no, Kojima can't attend. So Jeff Keeley present, uh, jumped up on stage and said, Yep, uh, it's because of Konami. Um, they're the reason why uh, Kojima didn't uh, attend. And what was the response from the audience? They booed. Well, from th- they booed the yeah. crap out of Konami. Yeah, they, yeah, they really didn't like it. Um, yeah, so in, Kojima won. I can't remember. It was director of the year. So he won an award. There was an award for. Um, uh, Metal Gear Solid that he did win and Kiefer Sutherland, the voice of uh, Solid Snake, appeared and accepted the award on Kojima's behalf. Um, but yeah it's, yeah, it's just sad that the publisher's doing this to Kojima and all this sort of stuff. But thankfully, just in the last couple of weeks, Kojima's come out and said, yep, this is my new studio, Kojima Productions, we're making a PS4 game and uh, Sony's going to publish it. 
Yeah, although it's probably going to be for the PS5. Because let's face oh, it, yeah. it's unlikely yeah. to come out mm. for this generation. Yeah. That said, um, it's not going to stop Sony promoting the hell out of it just so the, the audience has a, uh, a mass orgasm. Mm. Uh, they did with The Last Guardian. Hey, let's, let's, we haven't got a lot going on, so let's just push as much of this future stuff out to keep people happy as possible. So I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll see Kojima being trotted out to, uh, to do whatever it is they want him to do. Yeah. yeah. They'll announce something at E3, we won't hear about it again for another eight years, just like Last Guardian, and then they'll bring it out and everyone goes, who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, that's not true. No, oh, Last Guardian, that's how I felt. <laughs> well, I didn't even know what The Last Guardian was, I have to admit. Mm. Uh, had not a clue, but uh, what's... Uh, God, my memory is getting appalling. Um, what was the other game that they they pulled the um, the, the developer out for the announcement of the, the Kickstarter? Oh, Shenmue's the game. I can't remember Shen- the developer. Yeah. Shenmue Three. Uh, yeah, that that was. I thought that was that was a low point. But anyway, speaking of low points, back to Konami. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the next point, Swoto. Good. I'm glad you said Konami. No. <laughs> it's it's just shameful that what they've what they've done. I mean, it's not, not just to Kojima, but the fact that they've they put out uh, the online component of yeah. uh, MGS5 has been such a complete and utter mess. Um, yeah. But the game itself has obviously been hacked about because they just want to push it out the door as quickly as possible. And in a way, I'm glad I've been hanging back and haven't got a copy of it yet because I'm beginning to have second thoughts. I know there's a lot of fun in there uh, and there's a, there's a lot of really good stuff to be hacked because... It's, you know, I think it's a, it's a love note as much as anything from Kojima to, to fans of the, of the series. But it's just, it just boggles my mind how they keep screwing things up. The, the fact that they put out uh, the last version of PES, the PC port was a port of the, of the last generation console version, not the current generation console version. They ju- the, the stuff they do is just boggles the mind. And if we never hear from them again in the triple A game market, so much the better. They can stick to mobile. Yeah. Screw that up. Yeah, let them go back to their pachinko machines and just yeah, just and go die somewhere. Now they'll still be making their money in Japan. The rest of the world doesn't need them. Uh, they're shutting down studios in America and everywhere else. So yeah. sorry, Konami. But you know, you've got such terrible publicity in the rest of the world. Um, you've, you've killed yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, no, no way I want to have anything to do with them. Not that that's yeah. going to be a damn thing to them, but, you know, you've got to draw the line in the sand somewhere and and that's where you do it. I mean, I'm, I'm still having... It's not like I, I don't mind touching unclean objects. I mean, I'm still dealing with Activision, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, my role probably as the host is to try and balance things up here or at least summarise your thoughts. So is it fair to say you two aren't Konami fans? Not anymore. Okay. Just no, to check. No. Oh, I was once upon a time, and I enjoy the old Metal Gear games. But you look at it now; the, the way they treat people is just. Oh, and Silent Hills getting cancelled. Oh, that was a that was heartbreaking. Well, there, look, I'll just the best way I can put it is with a is this an analogy or a metaphor? I don't know. Um, this morning, I had a, a quite satisfying bowel movement, and I looked in and I saw the Konami board of directors. So, yeah. That would make you feel really good. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I flushed. Oh, 
I would have let them stew in their own filth for a good 20 minutes first. Uh, at least you were the one that introduced the first bowel joke of the year, so I'm pleased. It's usually me. That's true. At least we're not talk- having a, a, an interesting academic conversation about colostomy bags. That's right. Give it Achieve time. unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so that's Konami. Uh, Swator. So Swator have announced a new chapter. That was just this uh, over the last few days, wasn't it? Um, uh, yes, late last week, Late I think. last week, yeah. Chapter yeah. 10, Anarchy in Paradise. I haven't watched the trailer yet. I assume you guys have. Um, from memory, Simon, you've played all of the new stuff? Yep. 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 And Ben, you... I still need to re-download it on my computer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I want to. I just got to find time. And that's, yeah, that's my issue. Um, I've started the new content, but I'm only about half an hour in. So, Simon, what's your take on Chapter 10 if you watch the trailer? I haven't watched the trailer oh, because cool. I generally avoid watching trailers these days because I just want to go into the, the content and enjoy it on its own terms. So, I mean, I'm still a subscriber. I'm still I'm, my client's fully patched I'm going to roll in as soon as that rolls out so yeah no looking forward to it I thoroughly enjoyed the content mm. uh, last time and I'm just interested to see how uh, how this whole episodic thing works for them yeah. Hope, hopefully it's going to give the game a, a new lease on life but we'll see see I, I was a bit sad and angry at the same time when 70 US dollars came off from a six month subscription for Swator because I haven't been in there for months and I must have set it up on auto as you do and I was just a bit annoyed even though it's not Swator's fault it's like why did I just pay that money so I think I'm going to go free to play my my subscription only ever really stopped is because I got a new credit card and the numbers were different (laughs) Yeah, and that was a few years ago now I I really would love to go back and play though That, that game it was a lot of fun yeah yeah, and it, it still is a lot of fun, and it's it is a quite different experience. To I mean, we've probably moved to a, to a large degree onto consoles of late, and uh, it is it is quite a different experience. The gameplay is very distinct, unless of course you play WoW. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I think that's just something that sh- goes to show with the usual console cycles. Is you know, and this is how I find myself doing it anyway. Is you know, new consoles come out. I go to the consoles for a few years. Towards the end of the consoles' life, I start moving back towards the PC, and I keep jumping back and forth that way, um, just because that's where the better game ends up being at the time. That's a good point, but I have to mm. uh, rummaging through the the three sixty discount bins at EB Games fairly regularly, and I, I think I've got a bigger collection of three sixty games now than I ever had when the console was current gen. Yeah, I, I keep going through my box every week of 360 games just to check the um, which ones are backwards compatible now. Save me pulling out my old 360 console. Good point. Mm. So speaking of heavily story-driven PC games, let's move on to Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> um, so Battlefront, now the dust has <laughs> settled. Sorry, Simon. I'm on the edge of my seat to see what the what new narrative the DLC contains. Yeah. I've literally played it, I think, three times total. I might have said twice before, but it's, it looks lovely. But I, it just does, it leaves me totally cold. I just go in there, and, and it's partly because I constantly get my ass handed to me as well, and I'm aware of that. But it's just not enough in it for me. I don't know about 
Yeah, well, you guys haven't even played it, have you, over the last Well, I, I played a little bit when the Jakku maps came out. Um, and, yeah, the map was pretty cool. I had a bit of fun with it, but everyone's using the same DL-44 gun and it's killing everyone instantly. So I was like, well, they need to do some balancing patches and they haven't done anything, so I haven't touched it. Yeah. It's just... I look at my disc and now it's between Destiny and Fallout 4 and there's no... Oh, will I put on Battlefront? It doesn't even enter the equation. So, yeah, I never bought it. I, I played the beta, made my appraisal based on that. Haven't seen change it. Yeah, if I shoot shooty pew pew, um, I'll play Warframe. And if I want shooty shooty pew pew stabby, stabby I'll play Destiny. Yep, especially and, the stabby stabby. And I'm just channeling Jay, um, Simon. Your volume's dropped off just a little bit. Uh, your mics are fading in and out yeah. a little. Uh, Activision acquires MLG Yeah, um, Major League Gaming Um, Don't know how much you guys know about it But the um, the gaming tournament people They were actually in debt for quite a lot of money anyway When they were selling it And Activision bought them for a cool $46 I believe it was Um, No, no, wait, sorry, I got it wrong They bought them for $60-something million and they were $46 million in debt, I think. Oh. Okay. Let's not have accurate facts on the show, so don't want to look it up. But, um, yeah, so Activision's bought them out. Um, I'm guessing in an effort to have their own platform for hosting tournaments with prize money and all those sorts of things. And they do say that they will continue supporting other, pub- uh, other publishers' games, but Activision being giant and evil, uh, let's not hold our breaths. Hmm. Well, considering what they paid for King. Yeah. Five, was yeah. it 5.6 or something? Billion? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. just under 6. Billion point. with a B. Yeah. Um, yeah. This yeah. bought Lucasfilm for four, so. I know. It's insane. I don't get it. No, neither do I. That's a lot of candy. That's right. Uh, speaking of candy and costly. Oculus Rift. So it's was it a week, ten days ago? The pre-orders started for the Oculus Rift. I got. Yeah. I set it up in my diary. Thought I'm going to log in there the first hour and pre-order, assuming that the consumer pricing was going to be somewhere in the two fifty to three hundred mark. Mm. Um, and then forgot about it until actually reading the running sheet tonight and jumped in and went and it's on the running sheet five ninety nine US. I understand why. But gee, that's gonna ha- that's gonna have to limit the amount of sales I have. Yeah, I balked at it as well. I, I always kind of suspected it'd be console prices, but even that's a good what two hundred, three hundred dollars yeah. more expensive than the current consoles in the states. Yeah, I mean, in in current conversion rates for Australia, you're looking looking at about seven hundred bucks easily. Yeah, plus the Australia tax, so it's probably mm. nine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, consider that the PlayStation 3 when it first launched, I think that was, what, $1,000 Australian? Yeah. Yeah. About yeah, like 999 or something ludicrous. Yeah. Like oh, well, I think it was mostly the Blu-ray player that was put, you know, that was counting on to get their sales through, but, yeah, still. I mean, I understand first generation and mm. every one of those things that they'll want, few people using them, and they need more games out that support yep. it. And eventually, I can see it will be 399 or 299 US and they'll sell like hot cakes, but... Even as someone that's interested in the virtual reality side of things with my studies, I, that's out, outside my price range. Yeah, I'm, I'm 
thinking they're just trying to get out the door first because they're the only one on the market so that when Morpheus comes out, oh, sorry, PlayStation VR comes out in summer, uh, sorry, our winter, US summer, um, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, there'll be a bit of competition then. Plus, it's the Vive, I think, from the... Yeah, HPC Vive, yeah. Mm. The only thing I'll say is they must be selling a few because I think they were claiming the first shipments of the Oculus Rift were in March and when I went to actually pre-order, like a click-through to pre-order to get the price and it was saying shipping in July. So assuming that yeah. they can only churn out so many, but there's still obviously got a fair few people have pre-ordered. Uh, well, it's four months back orders. Mm. Oh, how many of those are original backers of the Kickstarter as well? Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, how many of those have been ordered by Mark Zuckerberg? Who knows? <laughs> True. He can have as many as he wants. He can because he bought the company. Hey, look, I tell you what, how much Every... has that guy turned around his reputation in the last two or three years? As far as his philanthropic stuff and all the stuff he's doing, he's well, totally he redeemed Recently, himself. he donated some ridiculous amount of shares to a charity or yeah. something was the last thing I Yep, however faithful listener... his daughter's name, something. That's right. However faithful listener, yeah. Gail um, is a big fan of Mark Zuckerberg's um, and I'm starting to go the same way. He seems to be doing pretty well. Simon, you yeah. love Facebook? Uh, yeah, uh, my, my Deadpool alias has been knocking around there for a long time, spreading lies and misinformation. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, yes, he's quite keen on it. Yeah. Oh, I saw, I, I saw his uh, latest movie... Uh, uh, spot today on Facebook. So there you go. Don't talk to me about that movie. Deadpool. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to think you know about what, it. Hey? Oh, have, no, you, have you not watched any of the trailers? Uh, I've, I've seen a few. I'm just um, trying to manage emotional response. Yeah, yeah. I can understand that. I'm just disappointed they got the Fantastic Four in there. I thought that was a bit tacky. But beyond that, it looks good. Yeah, I can't believe they put the thing in. Um, oh, there's a lot of lot of double entendre jokes you can make about the thing. <laughs> Especially with his thing. Oh, was, yeah, where are his testicles? I mean, he wasn't wearing pants in the last one. You could see everything or more specifically mm. nothing. Well, I don't think they covered that in more rats, did they? Well, oh, not- see, that's on my to-do list to watch. I've got to watch more rats, and I like Kevin what? Smith stuff. Yeah, I know. I, it's one of the ones I haven't actually seen. Oh. I'm, watch- I'm up to season three of uh, Trailer Park Boys, though. Gee, I'm enjoying that. Have you watched that? No, I can't say I have. Canadian comedy, very good. It's yeah. like Fat Pizza meets The Office. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, quite good. Uh, I, I might just jump around a little bit. We're talking about movies and not talking about the Deadpool movie. Let's talk about The Force Awakens because I, I hear that was something that came out just before Christmas. Mm. Uh, now, should we should we announce massive spoilers and uh, tell people to really? turn off? It, seriously, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Star Wars yet, you either don't give a shit about Star Wars, <laughs> which is fair enough, yep. or they're... Yeah, there's something seriously wrong if you're a major Star Wars fan and haven't seen it yet. But all yeah. right, for the hell of it, spoilers for the next three minutes. But yeah, Han Solo dies. Mm. Yep. Uh, what? Uh, you go first, Simon. What did you think? Well, as uh, as I mentioned about the Deadpool movie, I was very careful to not expect anything from this one. Uh, because I've made that mistake before with some movies. Um, 
I'm not thinking of any Phantom Menace in particular, and don't really want to go through that again. You still don't like Phantom Menace, eh? I'm going to hunt you down. <laughs> yeah, see, at least I've never even done that. No. Could you, though? No, I don't have that voice. Could you? No. No. Oh, okay. Anyway, yep. uh, what, what was I talking Yes, the movie. Movies. Yeah, went in not expecting anything. Uh, and really, I just let the whole thing wash over me. I could feel myself uh, sort of questioning some of the practicalities of some of the plot points. Yeah. A few little holes. I could, I could feel that little voice sort of going, uh, excuse me, at the back, but I had someone back there just smacking him down onto the sticky carpet. So uh, that, I, just, I just enjoyed it. And I came out of that movie... Uh, the only way I can really think of phrasing it is uh, post-coital. It was a, a little bit like it just had that kind of a, a warm, satisfied glow at the end of that. And I, I, I remember thinking coming out of the place, I think this is how I felt after seeing episode four for the first time. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that one movie is better than the other. I think you have to acknowledge the fact that they are in a lot of ways very different and in many more ways quite similar. (laughs) Um, But I don't really have a problem with that because I can – strategically and narratively, I can can understand it. Uh, Narratively, we'll come to that later. Strategically, they really had to reestablish the tone and the credibility of the franchise. And to do that, there was a certain amount of going over familiar – path um so that was fine didn't have a problem with that yes it hit it had had some very familiar beats in it um was there a death star in it well yes yes and yes and no but when you think about it it also kind of made sense within canon because we started off with the death star then the emperor built a bigger death star so the new order's logical progression on that is a much bigger death star. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I mean, within the the Empire's way of thinking, if it didn't work the first time, build a bigger one. So, yeah, not not an issue with that. Uh, The characters. I didn't expect to like Finn or Rey. I was surprised how much I came away... Really liking Finn, I, th- I think he's a really interesting character, yeah. and I would say he's probably my favourite at this point. Um, there's, he's come from a, I mean, his backstory is obviously going to take some some exploring, and there's a. I think he showed the most growth throughout the whole movie. Oh, he did, he did. He, as a, as a character, he, I mean, yeah. uh, Ray obviously made a lot of discoveries about. Oh yeah. She wasn't where she came from, and that I think is probably she's going to do a lot of growing in the next movie. She's still kind of shelved yeah. at this. Point. Yeah, well, she she didn't really grow until that last final act, really. Um, mm. And but whereas Finn, you see that constant progression of him changing his character throughout the entire movie. So I think, and that's what resonated me with Finn. That's why I think he was my favorite character of the movie as well. Although Ray showed a lot of growth in the Force, her Force grew quicker than Yoda on methamphetamine in one movie. Yeah, and there was no frog jumping either, which I... <laughs> there was some, just some good old-fashioned hack and slash and trees falling in the forest, whether yep. whether there was anyone there to hear it or not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you, uh, it's fair to say you liked it, Simon. 
Yeah, I did. Uh, not quite sure what to make of what's his name, Snoke, the giant hologram guy. Um, I have a theory on that, but we'll get that, get to that in oh, a little bit. I look forward to hearing about that because there's something not quite right there, and I'm not, I'm not talking about the CGI, but there's there's something there's something going on there, and I can't put my finger on it. Uh, Kylo Ren, I he did come across a bit weak, yeah, after the initial initially, but then I think that also that that also worked. It gives him somewhere to go. If you mm. just come strutting in like like you know Uber Vader. Then where, where's the character going to go? You've just got another redemption story to come. I, I mean, think it's the hair. His hair was too. He, he came across too. I don't know. Pretty. Pretty. Yeah, that might be the word at risk of. Yeah, but yes. Well, he's not pretty. pretty anymore. No, he's not pretty anymore. So that's probably why they did that. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I like the look of it. I like the feel of it. The sound effects. It, it, it just felt like Star Wars. So yes, I was happy. Good. Ben? ben? Yeah, um, I really liked it. Um, will I say it's my favourite Star Wars? No, Empire takes that crown every day. Um, yeah, it's... it's it, Simon, you, you've pretty much touched on all the points I wanted to make. Um, that, yes, it feels similar to the previous ones. There's similarities between Empire, Jedi and New Hope. So all three of them, I can see similarities to them in the new one. Um Kylo Ren, yeah, I thought he was a bit of a strange character, but I liked that there's somewhere for him to go as a character. Snoke, I have an interesting theory, which I'll come back to when we talk about the next topic. Um, Then we've also got uh, Finn, which I've already said is my favourite. Ray, I thought she's a really cool character, and I can't wait to see her develop more Um, and just to see some more. Of her, I, I I don't know what it was that I I missed out of that character, but I just wanted more of it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just the nostalgia when you're watching it. That opening credits, the music blares. You're watching Star Wars on the big screen again. Um, and I'll admit it, I, I I teared up a couple of times throughout the movie just for nostalgia reasons. Um, the moment you first see the Millennium Falcon. Uh, when Han and Chewie turn up and say we're home, uh, Leia, when Princess Leia um, appears on the screen for the first time and C-3PO does C-3PO, uh, there's so many great little nostalgic moments and great little th- details that um, they've managed to throw in there that make it feel good, um, that you just love it. And I think, Simon, you hit it perfectly on the head, is they had to play it safe and restore some faith in the franchise. And that was probably my only disappointment is that they played it too safe and kept so many similarities. They didn't take enough risks. Um, you know, uh, Poe Dameron, you know, I'm seeing him everywhere and uh, even playing Destiny earlier today, I saw a PS4 account, a PlayStation account, uh, Poe Dameron 243 or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I'd like to see his character explored a little bit more. I know there's some novelization stuff out there, but I'm struggling to play the games I want to play, let alone read books. Um, maybe I can read them while I'm traveling um, over the next month or so, but uh, I just don't have time to read it all. Oh, that's easy. Just buy them on Audible. Audible.com. Oh, we don't get ads from them. Yeah. Oh, 
so uh, speakmonkeybookreading.com uh, throw us a uh, yeah a thingy <laughs> um, yeah I honestly that was the only disappointment is some of the depth I need some more depth I need something out there for me to you know some other even me I mean Star Wars Rebels at the moment. Hopefully, we can get something out of that. Maybe they'll do something else. Uh, Disney's got hold of it. The Rogue uh, was it Rogue One is coming out next year or this year, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, we might get some more answers then, and maybe see some really cool stuff then. But uh, I, just, I just want more. And the Marvel comic books. I think one of them is going to explain why C three C three PO had a red arm. Well, I, I can vouch for the fact. Well, can they explain why he's got a silver leg as well? Uh, yeah, oh. it probably can because based on the Darth Vader comic, there's been a lot of – spoiler, spoiler, spoiler – but there's been a lot of um, removal of uh, limbs uh, of the droid. So there's – spoiler, spoiler, spoiler – there's an assassination C-3PO. What do you call those models? Are they C-3PO? C-3PO. Yeah, C-3PO. Anyway, there's a, a really evil, nasty one that loves torturing humans – um, and he has bits ripped off, and then he rips bits off C-3PO. And I'm guessing that all that stuff leads into that. Okay. Because he's had a silver leg since A New Hope. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, I can't... Look, the comics remain brilliant. Mm. Uh, I Even the Anakin... Yeah. Uh, I just bought the Anakin and Obi-Wan. It's a miniseries, five-issue miniseries. Just read issue one, and I thought, oh. But he was actually damn good. So... Yeah, I, I did get issue one of Star Wars Marvel comic uh, in a recent uh, crate of varying items, um, and yeah, that was a good read. I enjoyed it. And I left what re- finished reading. I need to get a hold of these, but I only ever buy them in you know graphic novel form. I don't buy individual issues. Trades, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get in the trades. Yeah. Um. Force Awakens, I, I haven't got a lot to add beyond I went to the midnight screening, uh, so there was a lot of excitement there. Theatre was packed. They, uh, some dude came as Darth Vader and he'd spent the full ten grand on his costume. It was the real deal with the lights and everything on his chest. It was brilliant. But anyway, uh, midnight screening got us in there at quarter to twelve and I actually went with a bunch of people, including Gail, um, we were in there at a quarter to midnight. I thought, this is good. They'll show the ads. will be, you know, away by 12.01. 12.01, nothing's come up. 12.05, 12.10, 12.15, 12.20, 12.25, 12.30, nothing. The, the theatre next door has already got the movie running and there's the slow clapping and there's the booing and the whatever. At 12.35, they turn on the movie, well they turn on the ads and had the sense to fast forward through the first five ads uh, but still had to watch all the trailers and an ad before we could watch the movie so it was ten to one before we got to start watching the movie so I condemn you Greater Union or Event Cinemas, sorry I should say Yeah, call them out, they stuffed up Yeah, so, uh, but no like Simon, you said was great, got the warm glow um, enjoyed it. Yeah, agree with you, Ben. There was just it was a little bit too obvious in parts. The you know the Death Star and the shields are still up and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. that was only a small criticism. Yeah, and that's the same as what I was saying. It, it's it's small, but it, it's enough to notice it and just bring down the movie just down a peg below the other the original trilogy. 
And I, I still... I, I, when it's quiet at night, I still think I can hear Harrison Ford giggling with his 10 to 20 million gross plus his slice of the, I assume, the net profits. Well, him and the rest of the big three, um, you know, they all got bloody uh, marketing rights to the movies. Yeah, well, particularly, well, Mark Hamill deserves it for the amount he mm. put into that movie. It was huge. Carrie Fisher got about £1 million. Harrison Ford got about 23 plus half of the gross. A half percent of the gross. Oh, half of the gross? Went- Jesus. <laughs> half a percent of the gross. <laughs> well, that, that wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, what's that? So that's... Uh, well, they're, they're close to cracking two bill, aren't they? So- yeah, that's about... Well, I was going to say on 1.7, it's about eight million bucks he's made on the gross mm. alone, if I've done my maths correctly. So... But considering this is a guy who wanted to be killed at the end of Empire. That's right. The fact that yeah. got him back at all. And I, I have to say, I've seen him in a few movies, uh, you know, Ender's Game and Air Force One, blah, 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 all of that sort of crap. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. This, I actually got to see him act in this movie. Yes. He hasn't done a lot of acting in any of the movies he's done in recent years. I think he enjoyed it more than he let on. I think he did. Yes. I think he had fun. And the mm. pleasant surprise was I was expecting the old characters to be there but around the edges. I honestly didn't expect Han and Chewie to be central to pretty much the whole movie. So that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, although Carrie Fisher wasn't in it much, I I did find her reactions to Ray very interesting. Mm. Did, uh, did either of you want to comment on, on General Organa's reactions to to Ray, especially after the death of you-know-who? I I think it's... Well, there may be some familiar stuff there, but um, I don't know. I I think it's more auntie. I'm leaning more that theory. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. It wasn't... There's a bit of scuttlebutt about about Ray being being the daughter they didn't know of, you know, or or twins... (laughs) No, I don't think they're repeating. No, no, no. no. There's like a ten-year age gap between um, uh, Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley alone, so I don't think twins works. Maybe sister that could work. You know, they could have dumped her off on the planet um, after he turned to the dark side. Maybe. Um, but Leia's yeah. reaction, as you say, though, was of someone close, but not that. Mm. Yeah, like she, 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 she was glad to see her again, sort of thing. Yeah, my my theory is she's actually the daughter of um, Greedo and Baru Skywalker. Oh, Baru was having an affair, was she? Maybe, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I know it doesn't quite fit from a timeline viewpoint, but maybe Disney have rewritten that. Isn't maybe she Baru? wasn't burnt. Did, we never saw her die. I'm, I'm just a little distressed about how a Rodian would copulate with a human. <laughs> uh, wasn't it Baru Lars, not um, Baru Sorry, Yeah, sorry, I used the wrong surname. As soon as I said I thought, nah, that's not right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I went in Baru Lars, that's right. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, when you saw uh, Luke Skywalker at the end? He looked, appropriately, he looked appropriately aged and... Menacing. I, I liked it. And the, the metal hands, so all the fake skin on his hands all washed away, so it's just the skeleton bones. I, I, I was the one thing I noticed the most, and I was like, that is awesome. Yeah. And I'd be interested to see how much of that is going to be in the next movie because uh, my brother-in-law lives in... Uh, my 
uh, sister's family live in Ireland, and they were there for over a month. And he fell down the steps somewhere when they were shooting just recently? Oh, for, yeah. I, Fair enough. I mean, Harrison Ford was almost killed by the Millennium Falcon and then fell out of the sky on his own accord. So, yeah. I mean, they're getting old. They're getting kind of feeble. What, what can you do? I'm, I'm impressed as how Chewbacca managed to do what he did, given that he's an old, very, very tall man on a walking stick. Well, no, the back surgery fixed a lot of that up. Oh, okay. So he's not on the stick anymore? Not as far as I know. Oh, that's good. He's doing pretty well. Yeah. And he's got a bit of life here. Well, he's, I assume he's in the next, or well, hopefully all three movies. So He was co-piloting the Falcon, so I would and, say. And I'm wondering, is Lando coming back? That's my other hope. Oh, I'd love to see um, Lando come back. Now that I Han's mean, out of the way, it makes sense. Bring him back. Well, not so much that, but Billy D. Williams, he's still kicking around. Yeah. He was more upset that he wasn't in this one. Yeah, uh, surely I'm... I think he wanted to be in it more than bloody Harrison Ford. Yeah. I'm sure William Shatner was upset that he wasn't in this <laughs> one. That too. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's move on because we're, we're mm. running. Um, so super quickly, Star Wars Rebels mid-season two trailer. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and keep this relatively short. Uh, if you haven't been watching Star Wars Rebels, uh, get onto it. It's the beginnings of the rebellion leading into A New Hope. So this is set It's by the same guys that did Clone Wars. They've just gone over to Disney. They don't work for Cartoon Network anymore. Um and they've created a really, really great show. There's a lot of um, touches to the original trilogy in the show. Uh, you get to see AT-ATs for the first time. Uh, you get to see Darth Vader's in there as well. Um, they've got all these things about Inquisitors coming in. Uh, the Emperor makes appearances. So all these characters, uh, Senator Organa, uh, the original Organa, Bail Organa, I should say. Yep. Um, is in there um, as being appearances by Lando. Uh, there's been appearances by 3PO and R2. Um, and if you're a fan of Clone Wars, um, Ashoka comes back from the Clone Wars. Um, now, the mid-season 2 trailer um, pretty much shows all these characters um, already. They've announced... Early in the trailer, you will see uh, Princess Leia appears as a 15-year-old girl and she's helping the Rebellion um, already uh, before A New Hope starts. Uh, you've got uh, a few other characters coming in. There's a, few ex- there's a new Inquisitor turning up on the scene and then one of the most excellent, excellent little pieces that turns up is the old master turns up to sway uh, the main young character, Padawan Jedi, Ezra, to the dark side. And if you look very closely at the old master, when you briefly briefly see him on screen, the eye and the face, it looks like Darth Maul. Darth Maul is coming back. Uh, The voice sounds very much like Sam Witwer, who is the voice of Darth Maul in The Clone Wars. Last time you saw Darth Maul, he was taken prisoner by the Emperor, uh, Darth Sidious. Um, to be hidden away somewhere. So all we know is he's alive, we just don't know where. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really cool to see Darth Maul come back. And then you see Ezra, light, uh, the main character again, Ezra, he lights up a green lightsaber, except it's got the cross guard on it, much like Kylo Ren. This is what leads me to my theory. It does Ezra fall to the dark side and become Supreme Leader Snoke. He's a young teenager in the Rebel series, so, given the age gap between Force Awakens and 
a new hope timeline. Maybe he could have aged up and become this dark master hidden away on the other side of the universe. First, who knows? Um, but yeah, there could be something there. I don't know, but that's just a theory I've come up with after watching the trailer yesterday, and I'm going to run with it. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that there could be foreshadowing in Star Wars? No. I'll, no. I would never make such an abrupt judgment. No. no. I didn't think you would. No. No. I heard it here first. Mm. But, yeah, uh, check out the trailer. Watch it, guys. Um, if you haven't seen the show, check it out. Uh, like The trailer is mid-season two, so they're halfway through season two. I actually watched the first half of season two the day... I went to see um, Force Awakens. Very That's good. A, mm. Yeah, Clone Wars was excellent. I think of people mm. who haven't seen it really probably should. It fleshes out an awful lot without having to read the damn books. Yep. Uh, and I've only seen season one of Rebels so far, but thoroughly enjoyed that. And I have to admit, I had a my heart leapt when I when Ahsoka reappeared and I thought oh, yeah because she was such an annoying little whiny kid thing in the in the first speech length movie that they did which then led into the into the series mm. and but she grew so much as a character and Leaps a, bounce. yeah especially at the end when she walked off mm. that was really powerful I thought and it said so much more about the state of the Jedi and the state of the old Republic then, especially leading to, into uh, Revenge of the Sith as well, because that's yeah, literally at the end of the Clone Wars War. Yeah, everything made so much more sense. Mm. Um, so it was very powerful narratively and emotionally. And um, so far, Rebels looks like it's treading some ground of similar quality. Yeah, don't be put off by it being a cartoon. Um, so give yeah, it's a great show. Get past the with Clone Wars. Get past the movie and the first few episodes of the season, and you'll love it. You'll fall in love with it. There is it is obviously it's designed for kids, but so Star Wars in general. Yeah. It's a kids movie. Let's be honest. I feel like you two um, have staged an intervention on me because I've never watched it, and I feel like I should now. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should. Um, but yeah, and it's the same with Star Wars Rebels. Give the first few episodes a chance to get going. Um, get past the fact that it is a cartoon and it is made for kids and you will find a gem, a true gem of a show. Although it's not entirely made for kids, bearing in mind mm. Revenge of the Sith, a movie allegedly made for kids, had someone have his arms and legs cut off and then burst into flame. True. That's true. So that's not exactly kid-friendly entertainment. Pre-teen, teenagers, yeah. Adults, all of uh, throw a label at them, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, just don't be put off by being a cartoon. Just sit down and watch it, get past a few first first few episodes you'll love it yep excellent I'll have to do the next six series of Trailer Park Boys I'll get on to that uh, very briefly and for those if you had enough uh, listeners just drop out now because I'm going to talk about the forums and then sign off but uh, we have attempted to launch for a second time Oceanic Gamer Forums just because there's a half decent free forum option now that I, I was very impressed with on a music forum uh, that was set up. And I thought, oh, this could be worth a go and there's no cost to it. So if you're interested in, in the forums, we, we have actually launched them. There's only about half a dozen of us there, including some 
wonderful people that listen to the podcast. Um, if you just go to oceanicgamer.com and you'll see the forum link at the top of the page, you'll go there. You do need to sign in to be able to post or do it. You can view the post without signing in. So I know it's very old, old style. I know some people hate forums. Other people love them because they are very, what would you say, Simon? They're very 1998, aren't they? One step up from a bulletin board. Yeah, but they've got their advantages too. You can throw all your abuse there at us as well. Yeah, and that's the thing. There is a sub-forum there for feedback on the podcast uh, that can be recorded for posterity, and we, we do read all that stuff. So forums live or die on momentum. So unless you get sort of 30, 40, 50 people... Uh, regularly there, it, it won't work, and that's fine. I'm, it's, it's just an experiment, and we'll give it a go. But if you would like to jump into a forum, we'd love to have you, and so just yeah, click on the forum link. Um, Simon, you, you are, do you still frequent any forums that you uh, can talk about on the podcast? No. There you go. Ben? No. Um. When I have issues connecting to Destiny or something like that, I'll check the Destiny yeah. client. Is that it? Yeah. I, just, I find, like, most things have moved to Facebook groups or whatever, but I just find the, the group stuff on Facebook appalling to navigate. That's one thing I like about forums. It's easier to find stuff. Yeah. I, I've created a couple of little Facebook groups myself, but they're small. You keep them small, they're, they're fine. They're all right, yeah. You go big, it, it gets a bit unmanageable pretty quickly. Yeah, so I'm, on a, I'm on a comic collecting group on Facebook. There's over 30,000 members and it's just, it's unusable. Yeah, you, and you're getting posts on it every day. And yeah. You've got to turn the notifications off. Yeah, it's just nuts. No, that, that, is, that is what it comes down to. I mean, it's, it's the same whether it's a community of people in real life or mm-hmm. a non community. It needs to be needs to be contained, it needs to be small, it needs to be personal and personable. Otherwise, it just becomes a, an unwieldy mess and then quite often turns into a yelling match. Yeah. Al, I can tell you, the Oceanic Game of Forms are very personable because there's only five or six of us. <laughs> but still. All right, is that it, guys? Uh, well, I can't think of anything no. else to do. No, yeah, I think we that's could. it. And you are definitely trying to wind this thing up, so... We had someone on Twitter, and it was just you, Ben, not just, but it was you, Ben, asking when we hate people's coming back, (laughs) Um, which I thought was funny. So Simon and I will be back with We Hate People as soon as we can organise a time and do so. So I would have thought, is it safe to say, Simon, in the next month? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we'll aim in that before the next flashpoint, there'll be another We Hate People Come Out episode. So you're going to wait till I leave the country and abuse the crap out of me? That's right. Gotcha. Yeah, you'll be the focus. Yep. Um, We're looking forward to your overseas correspondent report. Oh, yeah. I will I will be checking in uh, live from somewhere. No nice. one. We haven't picked a date yet, so I can't tell you where I'll be. Oh, that'd um, be good. But, yeah, I, I'll, I will check in. I will try, endeavour to check in. If you could sort of go to Japan and drop in on Konami, that would be gold. Uh, I might leave a nasty present on their doorstep. If, if you can get that on video, even better. Mm. Oh, well, I will be going through Canada, so I might leave a nasty president on um, uh, Ubisoft's, Ubisoft's door, yeah. front door. <laughs> All right. Oh, they're in Montreal, aren't they? I'm not going to Montreal. Yeah, There's French bugger. people there. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's call it there. So, as always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion, or some general abuse, feel free to email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com, just like Jay did about the sound issues, and Jay, I hope it's better this time. 
Thanks, Jake. Yes, thank you. Or visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Oceanic Gamer. We have forums, as I might have just mentioned, which you can access from the forum link at the top of oceanicgamer.com. Uh, we're all on Twitter. My handle's, surprise, surprise, The Oceanic Gamer. Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL, and Ben tweets under The Spawny, S P A W N Y 13, and live streams on Twitch. You still do that? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get back into that a little bit more this year. There you go, Twitch TV forward slash The Spawny 13. Find previous episodes of the show on iTunes, as always, and we're also on Stitcher. We love Stitcher. Thanks very much for listening, and thanks to my co-hosts for this episode, Simon and Ben. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, have a great week. Should we come up with a new tagline or uh, summary line for 2016, or do we just leave it the same one? Um, I've got one. Go for uh, it. Come um, on, road test it. All right, let's, let's road test this bad boy. Uh, you don't grow old because you stop playing. You stop playing. No, that's not it. I'll oh. go backwards. I stuffed it. It's right. uh, don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing. Oh, I like that. Can you type that in the running sheet so I get that I'll, right? I'll, I'll try to remember yeah. it. <laughs> and then I'll replicate that for next time. I like it. Excellent. Uh, and don't forget to um, vote in our poll so you can win Sunset Overdrive before it becomes a legacy game. Exactly. It may be backward compatible with the next channel. <laughs> That's yes. right. Uh, all right. Thanks. Good night. Good night. Nighty night. to speak does not make one intelligent.